uh, we're going to uh, continue a series. It's funny. Um, some mornings you want to come to church and some mornings you don't. And so this morning I knew uh, Sunday school, I was teaching on self-control. I mean, everybody loves to go to Sunday school on self-control. And then in service, I'm preaching on our words or our tongues. I mean, come on. Like some days you're excited and some days you're like, uh, can we pass? Um, we've been looking at a series on Proverbs. And the reality is um, there's some really candid verses in the book of Proverbs that I believe kind of grab us. They kind of smack us upside the face. Sometimes when we hear them, we wonder if they're really in word or not because they're so vivid. They're so uh, candid, I guess, at times. If you recall, I read one and, and the sermon was called Don't Be Stupid. I mean, and I was preaching the word of God so I could get away with it. If I call people stupid any other time, I'll get in trouble. But because it was the word... So don't be stupid. I could preach that. Last week we looked at the reality of, of quarrelsome people. So there is some overlap this morning as we look at our tongues. Um, because quarrelsome people tend to get in trouble because of their tongue. But, but I, I know that, remember, Solomon is the one who is attributed to accumulating all these great insights. He was the one... Who was wise, and if you look in the book of Proverbs, it doesn't take you very long to come up with a word about your tongue. Um, this is a wisdom that it, it, it goes beyond just Solomon. Um, this is probably mankind wisdom. I mean, the reality is, any wise person knows that our tongue is what gets us in trouble. We're going to start not in Proverbs this morning, but we're going to start in the book of James. Instead, because James is pretty vivid when it comes to the tongue as well. We'll get to Proverbs, don't worry. But, but we're going to start in the book of James because, um, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, life, whatever, teachers, it seems like this is a message that mankind, church, people, us, we need to hear over and over. I'm preaching it this week, and I still, all week long, even though I know what I'm preaching, guess what I could not do? My tongue still got me in trouble. I mean, I feel like when I'm alive, my tongue gets me in trouble. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just me, but that's me. I'm going to read this, James uh, chapter 3. Uh, it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach may be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect and able to keep their whole body in check. We put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal, or we take ships, for example. It, although they are so large they're driven by strong, and are driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it is, is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise the Lord our fa and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praises and cursings. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. 
Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a, a salt spring produce fresh water. I mean, James, as he's writing this letter, he is nailing the tongue. What does he say about the tongue? Hand it, James. Tongue is small, right? But it doesn't take much for that to be in control, right? We put bits in the mouth of horses. We got ships. It's steered by the rudder. And what he's saying, and this is what I want us to hear, because sometimes I think we we talk about the tongue, we preach on the tongue, we know what what God says about the tongue, but we hold fast, and we got a word that says chapter James chapter three verse eight. I mean, some people make this their life verse. No human being can tame a tongue. Well, that's what the scripture tells me. That's where I'm going to stop because it says I can't do it, right? So why would I even try? If none of us can do it, why would we even try? I mean, I like that. It's giving me an excuse to just run my mouth when I want. But the reality that James is communicating is if we get this piece in control. It's going to direct the whole ship. And that's how important your tongue is. That's how important this word is. I mean, the reality of what James is communicating is this is a life sermon. This, what's going to determine where you go in life is this thing in your mouth. I don't know if we recognize the gravity of our tongue. I don't know if we recognize how powerful our tongues truly are. You know, I, I get this picture in my mind, you know, and if, if someone uh, gave you, um, let's just call it a, a stun gun. You know what I'm talking about? Like you zap people with. And you did it and you zapped it and it went bzzz. But you didn't know how powerful it was. You get kind of careless with it. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever given someone that hasn't shot a gun a gun and you watch them swing the barrel around and you want to watch people fall to the ground faster than than anything else, give someone who has never had a gun a gun and they'll turn around and everybody drops to the ground because some people respect the power and some people don't understand it? I mean, that's the kind of understanding I want about our tongue. There's some of us, there's some people who who maybe they grasp the, the power. I want you to realize today how powerful your tongue truly is. What Solomon in Proverbs today is going to communicate to us is truly how powerful your tongue is. Because I think when we realize how powerful it is, we might just show a little bit more respect and or restraint and or responsibility in how we use it. We'll look at, at what, what Solomon has, has written, Proverbs chapter 18. Look, there's going to be a lot of verses this morning. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. How powerful is your tongue? How powerful is your tongue? This morning, as we look at the Word of God, I want you to see that the tongue has the power of life and death. Do you really believe that about your tongue? Your tongue has the power of life and death. I'm not just talking about pastor's tongue or Tamara's tongue this morning, but I'm talking about your tongue. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those 
who love it will eat its fruit. How powerful is your tongue? Your tongue has the power of life. That's a lot of power. Ah, I mean, that. how much power does it take for life? Your tongue has the power of life because words, they bring life. Proverbs chapter 10, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. How many people come to you for your fountain? You know, I think about Ponce de Leon, I think was the name. Wasn't that a guy who was searched for the, the fountain of youth, the fountain of life, and they went to the extremes to find this, this fountain of life. Your mouth, your tongue, the tongue of a righteous is, is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Proverbs chapter 25, like a snow-cooled drink at harvest time is a trustworthy messenger to the one who sends him. He refreshes the spirit of the master. And how much life is in a nice glass of lemonade when you're out in, 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 in the hot heat, whatever, your tractor's air conditioning doesn't work, you've been in it all day, and, and your wife comes and brings you um, uh, a, a, a nice cold, I mean, how cold? Snow cold. Snow cold. I mean, she saved snow from last year so that this summer, when you're out at the harvest, she could bring you a glass with snow cold lemonade. Talk about refreshing. Man, do you believe that's in your tongue? Huh? Like, do you believe that your words, your tongue can be that valid? I mean, I don't know. I, I've never been in a tractor, quite frankly. So I don't know what it feels like to be in a tractor and have someone bring you a snow cool drink. But, but I can just imagine... The joy, the satisfaction, the life that that brings. Your tongue has the power of life and death. Your words can be refreshing, can be a ministry, can be a fountain of life. They bring life. What else do your words bring? It says the power of life and death is in your tongue. Words bring value. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. All these are from Proverbs, if you're wondering. The tongue of the righteous is, is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. Chapter 20, verse 15. There is value in your tongue. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to mine for some jewels today, it's in you. It's in your tongue. It's in what you think. Gold there is, and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. Who values your tongue as much as God does? You know, I got to thinking when I, when I was preaching this, I was trying to think of all these analogies or whatever. This morning in worship, I was taken to another spot. You know, sometimes we devalue ourselves. We say that, yeah, that's a great message, and you can talk about the power of life and death, but mine's barely got the power of of this and that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we devalue ourselves. I remember a story from my life. I was at my friend's house. His name was Tim Richmond. I think I was 
fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade. We were playing at his house, and he had a Red Ryder BB gun. I mean, there's power in a gun, right? Now, his Red Ryder BB gun wasn't like your Red Ryder BB gun because it didn't have a stock left. It was rusty. You could barely even move it, but it still made BBs go. And, and sometimes we could look at that and we could minimize how powerful that gun truly is because, I mean, look at the thing. And we look in the mirror and we say the same thing about ourselves. Like, we look in the mirror and we say, I know how rusty I am. I know what parts are missing. And I know where I've got it wrong, so there's not much power in me. I was on a swing. And my friend had that little Red Ryder BB gun without a compass in the stock and no thing that held time. And he shot that thing at me. There was no power in that, right? I mean, it was just a terrible little BB gun. It smacked my front tooth and cracked it in half. Literally half of my tooth was gone. From something that I thought didn't have any power. You may devalue your tongue, but I'm going to tell you it doesn't take much to make it hurt. And it doesn't take much to, 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 to do something incredible. There is value in your tongue. I want this morning you to recognize the power of life that is in you. Your words, your tongue is power and life. Your words are as valuable as, as, as rubies in abundance. Mike, rubies in abundance. I bet Cheryl tells you that every night. Our words, a word aptly spoken. Oh, I'm sorry, because I'm sure when she does, you respond. Your words are like apples of gold in settings of silver. Try it. There's life. There's value in your words. I want you to know, Mom, Dad, there's value in your words. How valuable is an apple of gold in setting of silver? I don't know. Anybody got one? Give me a price on it. Anybody want one? Well, there's about three of us. Yes, sir, you're crazy. I'll melt it down. That doesn't matter. Keep it as an apple. Words, they bring life. They, they have value. Your words bring nourishment. The lips of the righteous nourish many. But fools die for lack of of judgment. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. From the fruit of a person's mouth, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With a harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. Your words are nourishment. Who here needs to be nourished? Some of us probably shouldn't raise our hands right now, and I'm putting myself in that game. But we need nourishment, right? Where do we go to get nourishment? Walmart or McDonald's? I mean, I don't know where we go. We go somewhere where we know we can get food. Do you think your words are as valuable as as, as the Big Mac and, and large fry that you had last night? These are words. Think of that. Someone else 
you can be that wellspring of life. Someone else, you can, you can give them the, the nourishment that they have need of. Why? Because of the powerful tool that God has placed inside of each of us. There's power of life. There's power of value. There's nourishment. There's wisdom in your tongue. Not mine, Pastor, no. There's wisdom in your tongue. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but a perverse tongue will be cut out. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the hearts of the fool. This kind of goes along with value. I'm going to tell you, you have wisdom. How do I know you have wisdom? Because if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've been indwelled with the Spirit of God. There's wisdom within you. If you have God living in you, how can you not have wisdom inside of you? Oh, people don't like my wisdom. (laughs) No, maybe not. (laughs) But it's in you. Value, nourishment, wisdom. It's in you. What are you doing with it? Because, you know, it's not just the power of life that's in us, but it's also the power of death. Right? Your tongue, it's life and death. The power of life and death are within you. I say words, they bring danger. An evil man is trapped by his sinful talk, but a righteous man escapes trouble. A man of perverse heart does not prosper. He whose tongue is deceitful falls into trouble. A fool's lips bring him strife, and his mouth invites a beating. There's a candid one. And I'm sure when I read that, you pictured someone. And for most of us, it wasn't ourselves. A fool's lips bring him strife, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his undoing, and his lips are a snare to his soul, a trap. Do I think about that? Let's be candid. Let's be real. I'm a dad. Sometimes I don't think about the danger in my words. Sometimes my kids drive me absolutely batty. And I say things that aren't good. Why are we less responsible with our tongue? I got a I got a I got a safe. Remember my story about my safe, Menard? Old hardware stores and Steve, we go well together. Safe downstairs with guns that are locked up so I don't have to worry about them when I'm mad at my kids, but I'm not worried about what's in my mouth. Come on. The power of life and death's in that safe, but I've got it under control. But sometimes the power of life and death is in me and I can't control it. Do we really look at it that way? 
time for lunch yet? Because the power of death, you know, words, they bring dissension. They bring division. Reckless words pierce like a sword. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. A perverse man, he stirs up dissension, and a gossip separates close friends. This one, I'm telling you, like a thorn bush in the drunkard's uh, hand, it should say, I don't know why I left that off, is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Can you picture that right now? How dangerous, uh, how, how divided, how much dissension do you think a thorn bush in the hand of a drunkard could bring? words. Your words. Were you going to volunteer to be? (laughs) They bring dissension. I don't want to cut anyone. I mean, if I had a sharp sword this morning, I don't want to touch you with it. But sometimes we say, I was joking. I remember when I was in high school, and I still remember the girl that I was mean to. Oh, she'd laugh with me. But I still remember the hurtful things that I said. Because I didn't realize how sharp, how much pain my tongue really could cause. Man, I just understood. Man, we make people take classes before they can buy a gun, but God doesn't give us a class before He gives us a tongue. We have gun safety classes, we need tongue safety classes. Because words bring destruction. Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked it is destroyed. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who pours out lies will perish. The power of my tongue. You know, one of the stories I've told, I haven't told it in a while, so I'll tell it again. My brother got a brother who's 18 months older than me. And um, when we were growing up, he struggled in school. He just did. It just wasn't his thing. And I did good in school because I probably didn't have it. And, and I can recall and remember it because uh, we were going to the Sacred Heart. It was a church in Bellevue, Kentucky, and he was a grade older than me. And apparently he always put his head down on his desk when he was doing his work. And the nun didn't like that he put his head down on his desk because she called him stupid. She'd say he was lazy. All these things. She, she spoke to him. And it's because his one eye, I guess, it didn't work like the other eye, so he couldn't focus. And so he'd close one eye so he could focus on the work. But she didn't get that, and she called him dumb and stupid. And her words brought death in him that I believe followed him throughout his entire academic experience. 
Why? Because, because someone spoke to him something that was not true. It's what they perceived, but it wasn't the truth. They didn't realize the power of what was inside of them. They didn't realize the, 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 the gravity of what they were speaking. Because we don't respect the tongue. We don't realize how powerful our tongues truly can be. I shared in Sunday school, pastor's telling on himself this morning, I'm repenting before the church, whatever. We did the lights this weekend, and there's probably like 80 bulbs or 75 bulbs in this room. And they have these Edison light bulbs. You see that? And, and, and if you've ever looked at them, they're all different. So I wanted to find one that was the same. These have like a, a yellowish glass and and then they've got the filament that's a certain company. So I figured I'd call the company and ask them, can I order a case of light bulbs from you? So I call them up. Nope, can't do that. Okay. My gun's loaded. Well, can you just tell me what manufacturer makes them? I mean, I'm really nice. Life, power of life and death. Pastor's preaching a sermon. He's talking about self-control. Everything is fine. Home Depot sells Edison bulbs. Thanks. But what manufacturer makes these bulbs? Well, if you go to Home Depot, I'm sure they can help you. I bought them at Menards. Didn't tell her that. I had control. <laughs> So I just said, thanks for not helping. And she hung up before I could. Why? I hung up the phone, and I'm telling you, do you ever have that moment where God just says, hey, what'd you just do? Yeah. And you say, why'd I do that? Yeah. I should have unloaded it before I called. But I couldn't. I had to shoot that one shot off the bow just to make sure she knew it was loaded. Who knows what that woman was dealing with that day? I didn't help. Life and death. The power of life and death are in our tongues. James, he says, those who consider themselves religious yet don't keep a tight rein on their tongues, they deceive themselves. Shut up, James. You wanted to say it, I just said it. Those who consider themselves religious yet don't keep a tight rein on their tongues, they deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Colossians chapter 4 let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Ephesians chapter 4, it's only verse 29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. What? I just tell on myself. I don't need to hear all your stories because I'm sure it's way worse than mine. 
You know, I'll do this. Pride doesn't lead me to it, but I'm going to. A few weeks ago, I preached on um, don't be stupid, and I made a comment in my sermon towards Ryan that I shouldn't have made, but I was trying. I was having fun. And right after the service, God checked my heart because I said something I shouldn't have said. Just when we think we got it under control, I mean, I'm, I'm praying for God's anointing. I'm asking Him to anoint me, but myself, it just, it just tends to rise up. If we don't realize how powerful this thing God's placed inside of us, He's given it to us for a very good reason, because I'm telling you, people, they need value. They need nourishment. They need wisdom. I'm telling you, people, they absolutely need life. It's a necessary evil. That tongue that He gave you, Sensing and destruction. God, help me. Give me self-control. Help me get this thing under control because I know that when this is taken care of, my direction is taken care of. I know that when I've got this thing under control, that I'm going where I need to be going. And God can move me where He needs to move me because once this thing that has the power to set fires, the power to control all, I mean, can you imagine that? I'm doing everything right. I'm, I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I'm doing all these things right. But then I open my mouth and it set me off track. pull my shotgun out this morning and everyone's going to have respect. What about when I open my mouth? To be able to obey. You know, I guess the reality is it's up to you what you do. You know, we can have a fancy altar call and we can say, who's got their tongue under control and let a lot of people lie? they don't want to stand up, or we can just say, hey, it's in your lap now. You know, I feel like God this morning just wanted me to show the power. He just wanted me this morning to highlight what is. He just wanted me this morning to be that warning label that you get on the, on the case of the shotgun when you buy a new shotgun. It says, this is dangerous. You can feed yourself or you can kill somebody. You can provide for your family or, or you can go destroy someone's life. Do you realize the power of life and death in your tongue? What are you going to do with it? And you can say, Pastor, that's a great message and I'm going to do my best and I promise. Well, maybe you're better than me, but it's a struggle. I don't know how many habits you break in a moment. I don't know how many things you change just like that, but I know that the power of God is within us. I know He desires uh, uh, to, to, to take our tongue. You know, it's funny, we're, 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 we're a Pentecostal church and we speak in tongues and people say, why, why do we speak in tongues? Because honestly... That's a good demonstration that I'm submitted to the power of God. 
because I'm letting him have control of my tongue. Like it's, it's, I know it's a weird thing for some, but the, the reality is that, that sometimes we let the Spirit of God have control of that, and then, then God's speaking through me. That's, that because what, what, what greater demonstration is there than our tongue, that we're submitted to Him? Father, I come to you this morning, and I thank you for your Word. I thank you for Proverbs. I thank you for James. I thank you for the challenge of the Word. And God, I pray that, that yeah, the, the, the bar may be set high, but I just ask that you would help each of us in this room, God. I pray that, that as we look at your word today, as we, as we see what you're communicating to us, Lord, that, that you help us to respect. How powerful our tongues truly are. God, that it doesn't matter how refined we are. It doesn't matter how new we are. It doesn't matter how many times we've shot. Our tongue has the power of life and death. And God, I pray for us this day. I pray, God, that you help us wrestle with the control that is. I pray, God, that you help us when we open our mouth Use it for kingdom purposes. Allow, God, there to be value in our words. Father, I pray that our words would be nourishment to those who are around us. God, I ask that you would give us wisdom from the Almighty that we could speak that would be transformative in lives to bring life. God, I pray that you would not use us, that we would not use ourselves to speak death. I pray, God, that we would recognize before the, the shots are fired the destruction that might come, the dissension that that might stir, the danger that that might bring. Because, God, I want to go where you want me to go. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to go in the direction, God, that you're leading me. And I recognize, God, that I have to have a rein on my tongue. So you can lead me. So you can guide me. And you can direct me. Sam's going to lead us in a chorus. And as she does, I, I, I just encourage you. I know it's Take some moments. Take some time. Just process what God is speaking to you. And how do you respond to that? You know, if you need help, God's promised all things are possible. He knew your tongue when he said all things are possible. He knew my tongue when he said all things are possible. Maybe you need to ask him for his help. Just ask him. He'll give you the help. If you need prayer for that or something else, I'll be up here. I'll be willing to pray with you this morning. But, but take a moment and let God continue to, to, to stir this in you because, man, there's life that you have to give. There's value that you have to bring. There's wisdom that you have to share. There's someone hungry who God's going to use your tongue.
So why don't you look at someone this morning and say, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Look at someone this morning and say, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You're a child of God. You're the king's masterpiece. God knew what he was doing when he made you, Pam. There's life in your mouth. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may your tongue be light. May your tongue bring value. May your tongue be wisdom and nourishment wherever you go. Amen?